Welcome, welcome to No Code Airlines. Buckle up. Today we're going to talk about building apps and startups without coding. So No Code apps are built with tools that are very visual. So instead of coding, you can click them together with your mouse and you have visual elements representing the three elements that are important for an application, which we will talk about in this episode later on. Absolutely. Welcome everybody to No Code Airlines. We are your three captains here today. Uh, my name is Karim and we also have Thomas. Hi, I'm Thomas. And Michael, who you just heard give the amazing intro. As I was saying, my name is Karim. I came to NoCode uh, about two years ago. Uh, I don't have a developer background. I don't know how to code. I got into NoCode because I was really excited to explore everything that uh, it offered, which is basically getting some of that um, leverage and that incredible power that's developed development that software development gives you but simply as a not not as a developer uh, my background is in finance i come i came to no code through spreadsheets and i really love it hope you get excited as we are uh, about this thomas what's your background hi um yeah i'm a software developer by training i really love software development creating software for myself but also for other people um, I'm also really into spreadsheets, and that's how I discovered the whole like world of no-code tools, starting with Glide. And I'm super excited about like all the things you can build um, without writing any code. And uh, yeah, I'm just a huge fan of the whole no-code space. Michael, what's your background? Yeah, I'm a tech person. Actually, I was developing code, and uh, then I was leading tech teams to build products the classic way, not no-code way, but. Uh, at some point, I figured that more people need work, need help uh, to build applications, and there are not enough developers. And because of that, many ideas don't even get tried out. They basically end up uh, disappearing. And I think that's um, that's really bad. I think no code can help with that. And especially because you know, 99. Point, what was that? 99.7 percent of the world's population cannot develop code, and they will not they will not learn to develop code either because it's very complex and takes many years. So instead, I think no code could be the solution for well, majority of the world's population to to participate in a digital age and in in digital products. That's so true. No code is an incredible force of um, democratization. It really um, democratizes the means of producing software, and, produ and software is one of the most valuable things we can produce nowadays, and will be even more um, powerful, of course, uh, in the future. So, um, Michael, um, no code is a very buzzy word. It's present in a lot of uh, tech circles, but um, can we go back to the basics? Can you tell us how an app is built? Because even apps built with no code need to respect these elements. Yeah, 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 that's true. I mean, yeah, so it's always helpful to understand um, what is an app made of so that you, you understand even with no code, you need to know those things. You understand how to how to use the tools, even if they are not made, of, uh, made for coding for you, but you still need to understand you need a database. You need some visuals where people can actually see and click and interact with. Uh, and also you need some logic. Um, so the business logic, it's called, um, it's basically how your, act, your app will, well, will react to the interactions of the user. So for example, do you have access to this data or how does, um, how does the data change if I click buttons and then click save, right? How does it change in the background? Um, and uh, this is a, the business logic, for example, for Uber, it will be like, okay, how do I find you a driver? That would be business logic, right? For example, or 
for Airbnb, it would be how do I, uh, which uh, items do I show you in the search results? And then are you eligible for this apartment or not? Do you have a high enough rating? All these logical things, these decisions, um, you have to have a way to create them uh, in the no-code tool. And now it's interesting because um, not all of those three elements are supported in all of the no-code tools because the no-code tools are basically wild west. I mean, there are many tools and some tools specialize on the database, uh, more on the so-called back-end where you don't have uh, so many visual, you don't have any visuals. Instead, it's all about data storage and data security and speed. Um, and some other tools, uh, they specialize only on the, on the visuals, on the front end. Um, and that's very interesting because if once you understand that you need three elements, then if you use, for example, a tool like DraftBit, then um, you should understand that um, this is only one part of the puzzle. You still need the two others. And so you need to connect DraftBit as a tool with other tools to complete, complete the picture of these three um, elements that make up an application. And I think that's important to, to keep in mind. So, yeah, visual interface somewhere where the logic happens, a database, and a means to connect all these aspects is um, basically how applications work, and it, this applies to no-code too. Once you know these basics, um, the next question that we hear a lot is, okay, basically no-code is amazing, you can democratize building software, but what can you actually build with, uh, with no-code? What is actually possible with no-code? So a great mental model here is that there are three major, of course, there's more than that, but three major um, things you can build with a no-code. Um, one is you can build incredibly powerful automations. One vertical is automations. And for example, where in the past you would have to like uh, build custom code in order to, to have automated actions happen between different tools so that these tools can like talk to each other. For example, let's say you have an online, um, you have an e-commerce uh, website, you sell stuff online, and someone uh, just bought um, uh, a product, and you want them to leave a, a, a review or post something online. Like all these steps, they're they're automated now, but there was a time where it was all custom code that you had to write. These automations, there are very big companies, very powerful tools like Zapier, like Integromat, and those allow you to. Uh, creates super powerful automations and have businesses that run basically almost by themselves because a lot of things are automated. Another vertical is simply building a full product. There are tools like uh, uh, Bubble.io, um, Glide apps or Adalo for mobile apps that are very, very powerful and they allow you to build full-fledged products um, from A to Z with customers and charging money. You can have a fully running business built solely with no code. That's absolutely possible. And the third uh, thing that's possible, the third vertical is more around prototyping and in the MVP, right, Thomas? Yeah, exactly. So um, I think when you think of prototyping, um, many people learn about no-code tools because they are looking for something where they can get started very fast and have something where uh, today you have an idea and tomorrow or even at this, on the same day, you already have uh, the idea developed and you can share it with others and, and continue working on it. Um, so prototyping is often like one of the first, like I would say like first journeys into no code so people might not be looking for a no code tool they might be looking for a prototype tool 
but then they find a no-code tool or get one recommended. Um, so I think when you think of prototyping, um, it's worth to mention that while no-code tools are often very great at prototyping and they are rightfully recommended, often people then uh, wonder, and I would have, I myself included, in when I learned about no-code tools, is that, okay, they are great for prototyping, but then what do I do later? Am I stuck with the platform or like when I hit limits, can I actually go on eventually or do I have to redo everything from scratch? And I think there is not really an easy answer uh, to that because there is no code in the abstract, um, what we already talked about. But like you already mentioned, there are many different tools and every tool has its own a sweet spot and its own limitations and at the same time all of these tools are improving and developing so whatever is a limit today it might not be a limit anymore uh, next week so i think in general i just want to mention that i would say the, the major no-code platforms um, that are out there today they are very powerful and they go way beyond prototyping so they are great at prototyping but once you have a prototype, you not only have a prototype, you actually have a very robust application that you can put into production and build uh, on top further. And um, when we come to limits, um, like one thing uh, that is great about no code is that you don't have to write code, right? You don't have to learn a programming language and type in expressions and execute them. You can actually do this without coding, um, but it doesn't mean that you cannot use code. Um, so just to clear also this misconception, all of the major no-code platforms have escape hatches where they allow you to actually write code. So once you have um, basically reached the limits of what the platform can do with no code, which is often already way more than, than you would think, um, if you reach these limits, you can go and write code or integrate an existing no-code tool with something else. So it's not like you're stuck. Um, there's typically a way out um, to add more uh, on top later. So just to mention uh, these two things that helped me understand the space. Yeah, no, I agree. And I wanted to mention that uh, So the, these escape hatches usually come in, in form of plugins or modules or components. It's always the same idea, right? Where somebody can code something and you can use it as a Lego block inside of the existing Lego blocks uh, and combine them together. And, and that's really, really cool. Um, and also that basically you mentioned it's, it's getting better by the, by the day, by the week. Uh, I mean, we we have seen major investments happening in uh, no-code tools. Like Bubble had got hundred million, Adalo got eight million. Okay, it's much less, but uh, you see, uh, Stacker got twenty million recently. So I think uh, it's getting started, and you also see major investors like Andreessen Horowitz, for example, jumping on no-code tools, like for example, uh, Stacker, and saying things on uh, TechCrunch like. No code is the future. This space will be huge, right? So I think uh, it's very interesting to to keep that also in mind. So even if there are some limitations today, and definitely there are, because it's a new abstraction on top of code. I mean, new in the sense that it, it's now capable to be taken seriously. But the idea is not new in the sense that you know, just one year ago or so, we came up with abstracting code. We had that forever with Excel, where you could abstract a lot of complicated calculations, and people still love it. But 
now we want to go the next step and, and, and help people to create applications, uh, full-fledged applications, right, with logins and friendships and follow and like and upload photos and videos and all of this stuff, but without coding. And there are already very interesting solutions out there, and I think people should know about that. So you're saying now is a good time to look into no-code, I guess. Yeah, I think it is because you can have an edge compared to people that are still um, coding everything because you'll be faster on the market uh, and faster in validation of your idea. And I think that can give you an edge, definitely. And the, uh, and the investors uh, absolutely understand that, right? So you see Andres Norv is also a Y Combinator actually invests in no-code tools, for example, UI Flow or Stacker because, by the way, they were also investors in this round. So I think it's it's very important to keep in mind that actually no-code is even a, a topic that investors are interested in actively. So you want to get on their agenda. If you are a startup founder, by the way, you want to create a no-code tool, actually, that's great. It's great timing for you now. No code is not something only something for no coders or people who don't know how to code. No code is truly something for everyone. And if you have a background in software engineering, if you know how to code, then as Michael said, uh, also getting some no coding skills really gets you another level. It's like learning a new a new superpower. So we heard about like how there's like only a few limits to no code and what are the different things you can do. But I would love for our listeners to get some concrete examples of either a tool that is very powerful that they can check out or a project that's been, that's been built with no code. Um, Michael, do you have anything you'd like yeah. to get our listeners to? Yeah, I mean, I, there, there was a, a startup. I mean, there is still the startup still exists, but uh, the startup started with uh, no code, uh, with Bubble, and there was a fintech company, and um, they they uh, they were building it in Bubble as a prototype, the first version, and they uh, they were able to connect to bank accounts of people and to help them pay their loans. Uh, back uh, faster by basically uh, taking out um, uh, percentages of their of their remainder of the month and then paying back the credit or the loan and uh, you you'd be maybe surprised how can you connect to bank accounts with no code that's a bit strange because you know who would who would have that component ready well they they con connected with plate i think it's a service that you can use in the us for connecting to uh, bank accounts and it's an api integration and um, it also is a javascript integration if you want so with bubble you can use that and in the meantime they actually have a, a full integration in bubble so that's actually a very Maybe unexpected example because fintech you would not expect that would work, um, but it did work. And um, and then the founder even got funding from Google. They had a program for um, for this kind of um, type of apps. And then ultimately they they did hire a tech team to develop the mobile app, of course. But hey, they were able to be super fast and uh, generate some buzz, generate interest, which is every investor loves that, right? If you can generate user base, even if you have um, Uh, no code app well i mean that's basically you're making use of your of their money uh, in a very good way right instead of spending a million to get anyone on your platform you're spending just 10k wow you're cool right you're you're a great founder so um that's a great example i think that's so true um michael that that like the 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 speed at which you can get to market, get to a, a, a solution that has users, um, that speed is connected directly with uh, saving uh, time, of course, but also saving resources. And it can be uh, very powerful. Super exciting to hear it being used in um, sectors that are highly reg regulated, like uh, like fintech. The potential is, is incredible. Thomas, how about yourself? Is there any uh, tool or uh, project or something you'd like to, to get our listeners to? 
Yeah, of course. Like one, one tool I'm really excited about is called Glide. And you can find it under glideapps.com, I think is the, is the address. And it's a, a tool that allows you to build mobile applications. So it's mobile web applications, really slick, very nice user experience. Um, even if you don't have design background, um, if you build an app with Glide, they will look and feel really great. And uh, one thing that I like about Glide is that it's very simple, a very simple concept. So you start basically with a spreadsheet. And so if you're already familiar with spreadsheets, um, all of the data in the Glide app is basically in a spreadsheet or in multiple spreadsheets. So it can be like maybe a list of your favorite favorite restaurants or movies or um, recipes. And you have that in, in the spreadsheet. And then you use Glide to, um, to turn that data into a user interface that you you know and like from typical mobile apps with list views and detail views and smooth transitions between them. And one new feature that they have in Glide is called experimental code column. And uh, this is a, is a new thing. It's a really powerful feature to, um, like I said in like earlier, it's a no-code tool, so you don't have to know how to code. But sometimes, especially if you already are a software developer, there are some things where you might already have the code lying around somewhere because you already wrote it uh, in the past and you have a snippet that you want to reuse or you found some code that works well for you. And this is a way to use code um, to get more out of the spreadsheet. So one example uh, for what that could be is if you have a, a table with let's say with cities, like maybe it's uh, cities you you want to travel to. And then you wonder, okay, what is the weather in this city um, at uh, like today, actually, at the time? And so there is a way now um, with this experimental code column to take the information from one column, and that's maybe the city name, and use that as an input for JavaScript code that you are running and this JavaScript code would use the name of the city and ask a weather service what the weather is like. And then this information that you get back, this shows up in another column. So it's a really nice way to extend the spreadsheet with code, but still what you get as a result is still the table and it's still data in the table. So it stays fairly simple. It's, an, it's a very advanced feature, but I just wanted to mention it. I think it's very interesting, the, uh, the spreadsheet uh, approach, because so many people do understand spreadsheets in some way or another, because I think everyone got in touch with it some, at some point, um, but they didn't get in touch with databases. But a, but a spreadsheet is a database. It's, it's just that you can do anything you want or a lot of things, which a database does not allow you because it has more rules and all this stuff. But I think it's, it's very smart to start off with a spreadsheet um, and then have actually people see the data and how it changes in the spreadsheet, right? You can, you can build your app with Glide or AppSheet and they will go, these apps will connect to your Google Sheet, for example. And then you can look at the Google Sheet, how it actually change, changes when you click around the app and change things there. Then you see how the Google Sheet also uh, changes. And that's fascinating. I think then people get to understand, ah, this is how it works, right? They are updating the database. I get it. And then obviously with that, you can, it's, it's like basically the first step only because you can use other tools that are more powerful 
But once you understand this concept, uh, you can build more complex apps. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And it's great for starting out, but it's also a very powerful concept, even if you're already an advanced user. So it's it's good for both. And that's, that's really exciting. Right. So the, the, the thing that I want to do uh, a shout out on my side uh, and get our listeners to, to, to discover, if you are a complete uh, no-code noob, if you've heard of no-code, but you don't know where to start, where to like get inspiration, what found find like tutorials, what can you do, etc. There's a great website to get started, which is makerpad.com and uh, makerpad.co. Sorry, makerpad.co. Makerpad is a community uh, of uh, of people that are really into no code, and there's a ton of tutorials. They also offer um, online uh, courses uh, that you can join to learn about uh, no code. And that's where I started my no code journey. Uh, ben Tossel, the founder of, no- of uh, MakerPad, he created MakerPad with no code as well. So it's a very successful company that sold to uh, Zapier uh, a few months back, um, completely built with, uh, with no code, it's very advanced. Um, it was built with uh, Webflow, um, Airtable, uh, a ton of Zapier as well, and some other stuff, uh, some secret sauce that, uh, that we don't know. But yeah, MakerPad.co, it's a great place to get started. You'll find a ton of tutorials, get inspiration on things that you can do with the, with no code if you're a complete no code um, beginner. With the shout out section um, now done, um, one thing that I absolutely want to share with our listeners is the fact that um, the three of us got together uh, on our no code on our um, common uh, no code journeys on this uh, uh, no code uh, airline um, on Clubhouse. And we have a Clubhouse no code room every Friday at 2.30 p.m. Uh, Central European time, where the sole purpose of the, the room, which is held in the Startup Club on Clubhouse, the whole sole purpose of the room really is to share some no-code news with you and then just like get you on stage if you have questions to get you going, building your idea or help you solve some of the obstacles you might face uh, uh, when when you build uh, uh, things with no code. Today was our 25th um, no code room on Clubhouse. We've been doing this for 25 weeks every Friday um, without uh, without fail at 2.30 uh, p.m. Uh, CET. So don't hesitate if you're on Clubhouse to join us so you can come on stage, ask your questions, and yeah, just get to, to know us. We would absolutely love that. This is the moment where, yeah, we're closing down the, the, the podcast. It's our very first episode. Super excited to finally get that out there. Um, uh, Michael, uh, do you want to tell our audience where uh, they can find you? Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to, to start uh, flying on uh, no-code airlines. I think uh, you'll be excited too because the flight will be ultra long because it just has basically started. So the, the space... Um, is, is very young and so if you follow this space i think it can change your life to the better which is why uh, which is why we're excited to be here i'm excited to be here and you can find me on twitter at mizi m-i-z-i but also you can go to nocodeairlines.com there's no dash or anything nocodeairlines.com and you can find a very simple landing page where you see us and you can click the link to get either to our uh, twitter or to our clubhouse which is every Friday at 2.30 Central European time, uh, hosted in the Startup Club, which is the biggest club in Clubhouse. And so I'm looking forward to see you there. Thomas, where can our listeners find you? You can find me also on Twitter 
at underscore underscore uh, Tosh. That is two underscores and then T-O-S-H, um, but also linked on uh, nocodeairlines.com. And yeah, myself, you can also reach me on Twitter if you have questions or if you want to uh, get in a further discussion on no code. Um, my handle is at underscore Kareem Elk, and that's spelled underscore K-A-R-I-M-E-L-K. You can also find all of these information and more on uh, our website, airlines, um, uh, nocodeairlines.com. As I said, on our website, nocodeairlines.com. Well, I hope that um, you had fun on your very first uh, flight with us. Um, this has been your captain speaking, Karim, Thomas, and uh, Michael. Um, we wish you a great uh, day, evening, whenever you're listening to us and hope we can count on you for the rest of the journey. Take care, everybody. And please, if you like this episode, subscribe to us on iTunes, on Spotify, or wherever you find No Code Airlines. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.